You're listening to today's show because of the support of India Partners. India Partners works very hard in India so that young women can be set free and have the life they never thought possible. So if you'd like to be a part of that, simply come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and click where it says India Partners. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is This is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Yesterday, we had a chance to hear from Tammy Daughtry, and we ended up talking about mentoring. And Tammy, I have listened to that show now twice, and I just love what you shared and that we got a chance to talk about something kind of Mm. unexpected, but I thought it was really meaty. I did too. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. you. Um, Today, we want to dive in right away into an area truly of expertise for Tammy, but I believe an area that could be very relevant to your week and for the next several weeks, and that is co-parenting during the holidays. And as I've been thinking about this conversation with Tammy, I've actually felt pain a couple of times as I try to process those feelings of being a unit, being in a... Um, a covenant with someone, all the beauty of a relationship. And then for whatever reason, that changes. And so you have all of this reverberating pain from what you thought was that, you know, now isn't. And yet you have these precious children that Mm. you want to protect and love and give a wonderful life to. So I'm really happy to hear you know, what you have to say, Tammy, as Thanksgiving is just a couple of days away. Yes, it is. It's very close to us now. And this is one of the toughest times for kids, but it can also be one of the greatest times for kids. It's not all bad news. It's not all bad news. That's really good to hear because, you know, sometimes I kind of look at the dark side. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is really hard and I don't know what to do. And I feel like a deer in headlights and my heart is breaking, but I'm acting like Mm -hmm. I'm okay and all those things. And so Mm -hmm. would you um, give some backstory to someone maybe who's hearing from you for the first time? Sure. Well, my name is Tammy Daughtry and I founded Co-Parenting International about 11 years ago, really to step into that place and help find solutions for mom and dad who are raising kids in two homes. Um, Those that have married and divorced, maybe they were never married and are in two homes. However that equation has come about, um, our heartbeat is to really speak up for kids, be a voice for them, and then to help mom and dad have healthy tools and how to do this this hard thing of co-parenting. And I was raised in a um, single parent home, blended parent home, a a variety of homes. Um, So I lived through all of this as a kid. Um, And then I, unfortunately, I I faced a divorce of my own years ago, which that's another topic for another day. But I've been a co-parent now for 15 years. My daughter, Angelia, um, she'll be 16 next month. And she has pretty much all of her holidays have been shared between her dad and I in separate homes. So I walk this out every year. Um, some things are the same and some some things change. But uh, we now, um, I'm remarried and her dad's remarried. So if you were to meet Angelia, she would tell you she has four parents, six step-siblings, 
and I think six or seven animals between <laughs> between the two houses. So, um, so you know, my heartbeat is first as a mom um, who's walked this journey and just trying to figure it out how to yeah. protect my daughter, how to give her the most whole and healthy life possible, and then over the years, you know, speaking up and helping other parents walk these journeys. And and I think I've said this before when we talked um, yesterday. There's never a one size fits all solution, um, but my hope is that I can maybe shed some light on some new ideas, some some small aha moments that parents might have, and then potentially, you know, give moms and dads some new tools for their tool belt so that these holidays really could be awesome for the kids, but also they can be enjoyable for, for divorced parents. So Okay. Uh, it's a it's a topic I care a lot about and I walk it out every day myself. Well, it's a complex path, but as you were speaking, I had many um kind of revelations as I'm you know thinking that we have an ideal, which is one man marries one woman, they have two and a half kids and a perfect dog, and then they <laughs> go to the grave in this perfect little nuclear package. And it does happen. Of course it happens and it's beautiful. Mm, but yes. when it doesn't happen that way and it deviates, it's not like, oh, well, this is like plan W. It doesn't, you know, this is all awful. As you were speaking, I was realizing. No, you know, when I think of your daughter and that phrase you have, that one heart, two homes, you know, mm, mm-hmm. it's like she matters, her life matters, God's hand is on her life, and this is mm. her life. This is her life situation. And it's yeah. not like bleak, it's beautiful because it's her life, you know. Mm. And so being more optimistic, <laughs> you know, or, or just kind of thinking it through as we're talking, I have two scenarios I would like for you to address for the holidays. Sure. The, the first one um, will be for those who are newly separated or divorced and they're mm-hmm. hurting this holiday season. Mm, sure. And then the second I would like to dive into a little later will be for those who've been separated and co-parenting for a while, but really need it to be a little bit more healthy. Um, mm. So can sure. you start with those who are hurting this week? Oh, sure. Well, you know, I remember my first Christmas when Angelia went to her dad's. And when we divorced, my extended family was all in Colorado. His was all in Georgia. Uh, We live in Nashville, Tennessee. And so we always knew as we were co-parenting forward that a lot of the major holidays, she would either go to Colorado or go to Georgia. And so we had decided in the legal process um, that our organization of holidays would be a little different than than probably some, you know, um, I grew up with, with Christmas Eve at 6 PM being the handoff time. Um, and some families do that and some families do a lot of different ways. But when I started there, um, I really wanted her to have the most whole healthy Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, etc. And so we decided to make them Christmas specifically. It's about a week and a half, uh, time frame, And we rotate every other year who has Christmas and who has Thanksgiving. So, you know, on paper, we worked that all out. It was a good game plan, but who yeah. I can tell you, I remember the first Christmas, it was his Christmas. And I remember the, the week leading up to that realizing, wow, okay, this is going to be my first big holiday that she goes away and I want her to be with her dad. I'm thrilled she's going to Georgia. She's got a lot of people to love her down there, but wow, this is not sounding like the best Christmas for me. And I can tell you the other thing that was epiphany for me, I realized that growing up, I always had roommates. I either lived with my mom, I lived with college friends in college, 
Uh, Post-college, I had a roommate or two when I was starting my career. Of course, when I was married, I had a roommate. (laughs) But (laughs) all of a sudden, here I am, first time in my whole life, I actually live alone. And so that combined with the first big holiday that Angelia was going to be gone, that was a lot to begin and to take in. And so I'm a high extrovert. I love people. I like to to go and do. And so I knew for me, I really had to have a fun plan. And, you know, and, and financially, I had no money. <laughs> you know, you go through a divorce, you're dirt broke, you're, you're just trying to figure out who's, you know, how do you split up the couches and the silverware and everything. And I mean, that's the hardest thing in the world for any couple. Um, but even even those that have a lot of money, those those transitions financially are hard. And so as I was trying to think through that, you know, first 10 day period that Angelia was going to be gone with her dad, I was thinking, well, how do I make this good for me? What am I going to do to keep myself active and busy and doing meaningful activities? So I'm not just sitting at home crying, eating bonbons and yeah, right? you know, gaining 20 pounds. That's my first and thought so, of what I would do, eat and, and cry. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it, you, you have to elevate your decisions above that. But that's the first thing you think of is, well, this is just, I'm just going to sit here and feel bad. But you you don't want to sit there and feel bad. That's not a good choice. Sure. Well, and, and I will say, you know, I'm a therapist now and, and those deep feelings of sadness, I mean, we do need to let them out. We need to have safe places to process them and, and people to process with. Um, but you know, back then I was just a newly single mom trying to figure stuff out. And so I, I literally just tried to make a plan every day that she was going to be gone. I tried to make on my calendar one thing that I was going to do that was meaningful and they didn't all cost a lot of money. Cause again, I didn't, didn't have money. Um, but I think one of the days I went to the homeless shelter with some people at church and we, you know, did kind of the traditional go and serve at the holidays and it was awesome. Um, I think one of the days I went to a dollar movie, <laughs> I think I did that a few times actually with a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other thing I did is I decided to open up my little duplex, which was not anything to look at. It was a tiny little two bedroom duplex, but I decided, you know, there are other people out there spending these holidays alone too. And whether they were single parents or an older couple that didn't have any children nearby, And so I started praying about two weeks before Christmas, Lord, who else is going to be alone? And how can I have them over? And the other thing I'll say is I am not a good cook. And the kids, (laughs) trust me, they don't want me in the kitchen. It's not a good thing. Um, But so, you know, and I had no money to feed a bunch of people. But what I did was I talked to probably, I think it was eight to 10 other people, invited them over. And I said, hey, if we all pitch in, if everybody brings something, you know, to share with the food side of it, I'll provide the paper plates and napkins because, you know, you can't burn those. Um, (laughs) And, you know, the ice and the the cups and the drinks. But I said, let's just get together and let's have some food. Let's, you know, everybody bring a game. And I think we watched a movie. And I tell you what, that Christmas, yes, my heart was aching as Angelia drove away with her dad. And I was thinking inside, oh, there she goes. She's, you know, there she goes. This is not what I I had planned. You know, this is not how, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and that that still comes up. I mean, I'm yeah. 14, 15 years into this, and there's still moments that I think, whew, this wasn't supposed to be like this. Yeah. And yet, it's what we do with the next sentence in our head. You know, do we go to a place where we're thanking God for what is good? Do we go to the, to the place of um, 
sentence after sentence of what isn't good? Or do we stay in a place of trying to really think positive about what is good? Is my, you know, are my children safe? Are they loved? If they're okay, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that first Christmas, I mean, I, I did do, um, there were definitely some times I cried and, and I think it was in that 10 day window that I figured out that epiphany that I have never lived alone in my whole life until now. And that's a hard thing to wrestle with when you're, you know, highly extroverted and you love people. Yeah. So it wasn't all easy those 10 days, but I really, um, I knew me and to take care of me was also taking care of my daughter. Because if she came home to a mom who had actually functioned pretty well and had had a, a decent 10 days, she was coming home then to a happy mom, a stable mom, instead of coming home to a mom who might have checked out. And, you know, there's a lot of things we do at the holidays to numb our pain. And that just sometimes can add more pain. You know, it mm-hmm. can be as, yes. as simple mm-hmm. as over shopping and running up credit card bills or it could be turning to alcohol, to sexual activity, um, you know, to something that would just let us check out for a minute and not feel. And so thankfully, I, I was able to kind of set up some guardrails on my life and, and in, in, you know, insert people that I knew would go to the dollar movie with me and then insert myself into other people's life where I knew that, that I was needed to serve. And then again, just simply opening my home and inviting others over. And that that turned out to be a pretty decent Christmas and it was good for her. She had a great time with her dad and she was little, you know, if she had come home and, and I'd been a emotional mess, she probably wouldn't remember cause she was little. Yeah. But I can tell you one of the things we never want to do to our kids is overburden them with our emotion. And I think the holidays can bring some of that hard stuff up for moms and dads because yes, like you said earlier, plan A isn't happening. The dream has dissolved and, The dream may have dissolved this year or it might have dissolved five years ago, but Thanksgiving and Christmas, they bring up those kinds of idealistic dreams. And sometimes if we're in the middle of the darkest time of our life, it's really hard to find joy. And so to that person who's listening, and maybe this is the first Thanksgiving, the kids are going to the other house, or, you know, maybe this Christmas, they're going to wake up at dad's house instead of mom's house. We all know somebody who's going through something like this, this Christmas, you know, and even if somebody's listening and this isn't your case personally, think of those in your life that, that could be facing a big holiday alone for the first time. And it could be because of divorce. It could be because, you know, their spouse passed away. It it could be a lot of reasons, but I Mm -hmm. think when we're, I know me, when I'm facing things that are hard or I know are going to be painful, I try to face them. Um, I don't try to face them alone. A, I know that God is with me. Even if I don't feel it, some days I just had to, you know, when I was back in that beginning, some days I just open my Bible and sit down and read. And sometimes I felt something and sometimes I was just reading, but right. I was going to the place, to the source of life that I knew in my mind would eventually override my emotions, and that is the truth of God's Word. And staying in that is good any time of year, but especially now. And then the other was enlisting people to to be in that story with me. And that's different for everyone, but um, I definitely have not tried to ever face a big holiday alone. I just know it wouldn't be any fun for me. And if I'm not okay, then I'm going to, you know, my emotions are going to spill over onto my daughter. And so I'll, I'll tell one fast thing, flip side, years later, Angelia was probably eight years old. And one of the Thanksgivings that she was in Georgia, you know, we talked that day and said hi and, 
and how, you know, I always talk to her when she's not here. And she heard all the noise in the background. She goes, Mom, what are you doing? It's really noisy. Where are you? And I said, oh, I'm at home. I said, I've got a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving. And she's like, what? Who's there? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, and I named some names, you know, she knew most of them. And she's like, are you serious? You have fun without me? <laughs> and, you know, in that moment, Lisa, the Lord just gave me this little glimpse of, of um, peace that I could say to my daughter, you know what, baby girl, I love you. And when you're not here, I think about you all the time. But I am okay, and I'm having fun. And when mo when mommy's when you're gone from mommy, mommy's okay. And I told her that with my words. And what she heard from my life was, she didn't have to wonder is mommy okay on Thanksgiving. And so she came home <laughs> from that trip. And then, you know, about that age, she's getting pretty smart. And she comes home and she's like, okay, so what else do you do when I'm not around? <laughs> she's like, like are you missing out? Yeah. <laughs> And I thought, man, thank you, Lord, that that maybe she'll wonder, what is the fun I'm missing out on, instead of wondering, is my mom okay? Right. You know? The burden, the pressure that comes on our kids to be an emotional stability, and they're just babies. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you didn't burden her with that. I my hope was in that you know in all of these pieces of my puzzle, just that that Angel Leo will always feel free to be a kid, you know, to just be free and to not carry my burden, to not carry her father's burden, and to come and go between our houses freely, which, again, at the holidays, it's tough. Um, I think it's tough on parents, even the best co-parents in the world. It's still tough because sure. someone you love and you want in every Christmas picture or every family picture. Right. Part of that family is missing on those days sometimes, yeah. and that's hard. It's, hard. it's hard because we have expectations and ideals, and so we're, we're dealing with a lot of different emotions. There's so many emotions that you deal with simultaneously, but what mm. I take away from the things that you've shared is I'm just thankful uh, for your, you know, your choices and your emotional stability and your desire to be an emotionally stable person for yourself and for her and thinking mm -hmm. and planning and having a plan instead of what is just so accessible would be falling into a pit of despair, drinking, mm -hmm. acting out in lots of ways, mm -hmm. like you mentioned. And I just don't want someone to take that path. Also, I don't want people to numb themselves and stop feeling like right. I, I become a robot. I, I just am not going to feel at all. But to, to be honest with your feelings, like you mentioned, and then to say, okay, so what can I do next? So all of that, I know, I, I really believe helpful to someone who's listening. And then for someone who's listening, and maybe, you know, they've been co-parenting now for 10 years, but sometimes they do have awkwardness. Do you have some, like, just, I don't know, tactical <laughs> um, advice you could give, like maybe something they had never thought of that might help them during the holidays? Well, I think all days... I mean, literally 365 days a year, I think the greatest gift we can give our kids when they're living in a co-parented life is giving them the freedom to love us, love us both, to love everybody in their life, to not have mom or dad uh, speaking negative of the other or trying to withhold us, you know, withhold a child from the other. Um, that freedom to, to know it's okay to love my dad and it's okay to love my mom. I promise you that is the most priceless gift that a parent can give a kid, whether they're just starting or they're 10 years in. And there's a lot of ways that can play out. Um, 
and I'll just, I'll suggest two real small okay. things real quick, but sure. Um, and, and this will, some listeners aren't going to like this. So I will preface and say, they might say, okay, change that station. But <laughs> again, this comes from somebody who lived in this journey personally as a kid and epiphanies that I've had aha moments as a, as a divorced parent that I believe do make a really big difference for all kids, not just my journey, but all kids. And one, one simple, but really powerful thing is to say positive words in a positive tone to our children as they leave our home and go to the other home to simply be able to say, um, you know, Johnny and Sue, I'm so glad you get to go to your dad's house this Christmas. I know you're going to have a great time with all of his family to say that out loud, to actually mean it and Mm -hmm. to, to, to then positively release them to go and give them permission to go have fun at that other house. That's a powerful gift. And then the other piece is when they come home, not interrogating, not asking questions like a spy, because parents do that all the time. You know, well, what happened over there? Who was there? Where'd they sit? What'd they say? You know, (laughs) and and trust me, kids don't need that. But when they come back, not, you know, maybe not even bringing up a lot, but in general saying, I hope you had a great time. And then whatever comes out of that, you know, depending on their ages and stages of life, you know, one kid might just talk to you about the toys they got for Christmas and the other might talk about, you know, all their cousins or whatever, whatever report they give back. If there is something positive that they experienced at the other house, giving them the freedom to say it to you and to affirm to them that you are thankful they had that experience. I can tell you right now, I mean, I'm choked up thinking about it. That would emotionally set them free in such a powerful way. And so that's an idea that anybody can put in place at any transition. You know, it can be for a short weekend at the other house. It can be for a major holiday, any of that. You know, it could be, there could be somebody listening right now that has a child of, of divorce that maybe they're 25 years old and they're thinking, well, this doesn't really relate to me because my kids are grown. Oh, let me say, it really relates to you because if your children have been raised in two homes and maybe that didn't even happen until they were in their adult years, they still need to know it's okay with you to love the other parent and to spend time with that other parent. They just, at the core of their being, they need to know it's okay with you because otherwise, I, I, this is not my phrase. I picked it up from another person. This woman talked about how she was raised in a blended family. It was really, really good. Had an awesome stepdad. But her mother never let her say a good thing about her dad and would never do anything but speak evil of him. And she said that what it did is it created inside of her an unsolvable riddle that she could never let go of. An unsolvable riddle. Because this woman she loved, her mother said nothing but negative words about her dad, who was the other person she loved deeply. Yes. She had an awesome stepfather and there was so much good, but this unsolvable riddle stayed alive in her her whole life because mom never gave her permission to talk about her dad or to celebrate him. And so I would just say that is a gift any co-parent can give your child in a new and fresh way. And, And I would challenge moms and dads, if you love your kids, please do this. I know it sounds hard <laughs> and, and, and that person may have had an affair, left you and married that affair partner, but get, still giving your child the freedom to love you both is the greatest gift you can give your child. 
This is wonderful wisdom. This is really not easy for some, I know, but that's why, you know, there are wonderful therapists and there's more than anything, God's power and presence and word. And there's just a healing journey for someone who is feeling searing pain, even in this moment. Mm. You know, there's a healing journey available for you. And then I feel like there was great wisdom and so much that Tammy shared today on so many different levels. What a blessing to have mm. Tammy Daughtry in our lives. And so if you would like to reach out to her and maybe maybe you um, really enjoy reading and going deeper, then you can go to coparentinginternational.com. Um, and if that's too much to remember, then just remember lifewithlisawilliams.com. I have a link right below this show. Thank you so much, Tammy, for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's my honor. And if you would, if you thought of somebody while you were listening to this show, if you would please share the link with them so they can listen to what you've listened to and hashtag thanks for listening.